You're listening to For the Record with Tess Hurd. I'm Tess Hurd, and this is For the Record. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of For the Record with Tess Hurd. I'm Tess Hurd and this is For the Record. I want to start off by apologizing for not having an episode last week. I know that I posted that little clip Thursday night, last Thursday night, uh, so y'all could hear why there wasn't going to be a new episode. Um, I did end up going to the doctor on Friday morning and I definitely had strep throat. Um, My throat was so swollen and so infected that I could not eat. I could not drink. I had absolutely no voice whatsoever. And my intention was to try to record something Sunday night so that there could be something of an episode for Monday, but my voice was gone literally until Monday. I finally woke up Monday morning, and it still wasn't back completely, but it was a little bit better than it had been before. So, yeah, Um, I am sorry that there wasn't anything last week. I hope that this kind of makes up for it a little bit. I know that inconsistency is not very good for a podcast, and I don't want that to be a regular thing, but I know that at least my core listeners, um, they know that I would post no matter what if I was able to. And so thank you guys for not, you know, being upset or anything, um, for there not being an episode last week. So yeah, I just wanted to apologize for that and kind of tell you a little bit about what we are going to be talking about today. So if you follow us on Facebook, you saw last week that we were going to be talking about the Titan submersible, and that's still what we're going to be talking about today. Um, A lot of information has come out in the last several days concerning the Titan, and so I'm almost kind of glad that we weren't able to talk about it last week because what has come to light since has really made this, um, it's made this very interesting. And I think that there will be the, the, I think that there will be the probability of us talking about it again in the future, maybe following a court case with it. And so I think that it's going to be just, there's so much to it 
And we know a lot more than we did whenever all of this first started. But we are going to learn even more, I think, as time goes on. For as much as we know now, there's still so much more that has not yet been uncovered. And not to take away any significance from either event, but what we know about the Titan is literally just the tip of the iceberg. And I don't mean that in a derogatory kind of way, considering that the Titan was going to see the Titanic. Um, it's just, it's, it's just the truth. I mean, it's, it's genuinely the truth. So are you guys ready to go with me and dig into this crazy, crazy story of the Titan submersible? I sure hope so. All right. So first, I want to talk about exactly what happened with the Titan and kind of just the details of the ship itself and everything. So as I'm sure most of you already know, the Titan was set out to deploy on an underwater voyage to go and explore the wreckage of the Titanic. It got, you know, the green flag to go ahead and go underwater and start its journey. And that's precisely what it did. Well, around two hours after being deployed underwater, the communications between it and I believe the ship was called the Port de Prince, the, the, the Port au Prince. I'm, I'm not entirely sure the pronunciation of that, so please forgive me. Um, that was like its, I guess, mothership command center kind of thing that was a, like on the surface. Um, so they lost communication with one another. And immediately, the response wasn't just sheer panic, like something terrible had happened, but it did cause concern. And so there was continuous effort to connect to the Titan and have, like, get some sort of communication with them. Now... It is important to know what, that the type of communication between the command center ship and the Titan itself, it was not your typical type of communication. I don't know exactly what submarines use to communicate with the surface level and like the command centers and all that stuff. I don't know if it's radios or some sort of Morse code, I'm really not sure, um, but the communication that the Titan had with its command center was through some sort of text messaging system. And I don't know if that was through like a computer messaging system or some sort of phone messaging system. I can't imagine that someone would get cell phone service, you know, 
6,000 feet under the ocean, but, you know, what do I know? I, I'm not, that is not my field of expertise, as my husband likes to say. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how they were communicating, but it was said that the captain of the Titan, the CEO, Stockton Rush, he did not like the other forms of communication because it was annoying and would interrupt what he was doing. So they developed this new form of this text communication, and that is how they would send messages back and forth and early relay information to each other back and forth was through whatever this text communication was. So when the command center lost communication with the Titan, you know, they weren't just like, okay, something terrible has happened. They did assume that, you know, something was going on and that the Titan was aborting their mission and was going to resurface. But as we all know, that did not happen. Now, the command center did go ahead and contact the, uh, the Coast Guard so that they could help in some aerial searches and everything, hoping that maybe if the Titan did resurface, it may just be floating on top of the ocean waiting to be found. And, you know, really and truly, that would have been the best case scenario. And they were hopeful for that. If they lost communication, though, they wouldn't know if they were on the surface or below the water. And so the Coast Guard sent out aerial searches to see if they could find the Titan somewhere floating on the surface. And that went on for several days. They were also doing some underwater searching, but the tricky thing about that was there are not very many, um, I guess, uh, ships or submarines or machinery, whatever you, whatever the proper terminology for that is. Um, there are not many vessels that are capable of going that far deep into the ocean. A lot of them can only go to, you know, maybe the, the, the halfway point, if that. And so for them to get to the bottom of the ocean to try to search for a potentially stuck vessel, um, they really didn't have the means for that. I think that there are two other vessels that have the capacity and the capability to go to the bottom of the ocean. Um, and they ended up deploying one of them, but we'll, we'll get to that. So for several days, you know, they were working on the aerial searches the, you know, more shallow water, shallow part of the ocean, they wouldn't go, couldn't go very deep down into the, the water. But they kind of were suspecting after not finding anything on the surface, 
that the Titan probably got caught up in debris and wreckage from the Titanic. Their biggest concern about this was that the Titan only had the potential for 96 hours of oxygen available on board. So it was really a time crunch to find the Titan and find the passengers on board. And they were worried that if they couldn't find them in that time frame, that they would end up suffering from carbon, carbon monoxide poisoning and dying from that, from the lack of oxygen and not be found alive. So as the week went on, they finally did decide to deploy the Victor 6000. The, the, now, the Victor 6000 is a remote operated vehicle or an ROV for short. And it is one of the, I believe, two vessels that are capable of withstanding the ocean pressure of the ocean floor. It is one of the only machines that is capable of reaching the Titanic wreckage. And if I'm not mistaken, it has been down to the Titanic before. So they were, you know, trying to get this, the, the, the Victor 6000 deployed, but it was going to take 18 hours for it to get from where it was to the search site and actually get it into the water, get it set up and get it ready to be put into the ocean. And that was another fear because they waited. It seemed like they waited so long to do that because it was Wednesday whenever they finally decided to do that. And by this point on Wednesday, they were suspecting that if there was any oxygen left in the Titan, that it was going to be running out within the next 10 to 12 hours. So the Victor 6000 ended up getting to the search site early in the morning, Thursday morning. I think in, in the uh, midnight to 2 a.m. area on Thursday morning. And it got set up and was ready to deploy by, I think it was 6 o'clock in the morning. So by 8 o'clock in the morning, it had made its way down to the ocean floor. And it was en route to where the Titan was last known to have been. When they started to make their way to the Titanic in the Victor 6000, it did not take very long for them to come upon not just one, but two separate debris fields about 1,600 feet away from the Titanic itself. And the Coast Guard did post an update online saying that they had 
found a debris field. And some people were speculating that it was just debris from the Titanic. But a lot of people also said that they wouldn't post an update like that if it wasn't something other than the, the, the if it if it was the Titanic. They wouldn't post like, you know, oh, we found, you know, this debris field 1600 feet away from the Titanic. It was part of the Titanic. I mean, that 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 really just wouldn't make any sense now, would it? So. Shortly after this, they also announced in a statement online that they would be doing a press conference at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, which for me was 2 o'clock Central Standard Time. And in that press release, they said that the debris that was found was indicative of being the Titan and that they believed that the Titan um, experienced a, I can't remember the exact wording that they used. I don't think it was monumental, but basically a major implosion due to the ocean pressure. Now, the Titan had been down to the Titanic seen multiple times. This was the first voyage that it had been on in 2023, but in years past it had been down there. There is video footage of the, the, the Titan being down there and looking through the single porthole that it had above the toilet. We'll get to that though. So, for it to have imploded on itself must have meant that there was something wrong with the structure of it. But again, we'll get to that later. So, during this press conference, after saying that they believed that the Titan had um, experienced a major implosion, they also stated that the five passengers on board were presumed to be dead. And I like how they say that they were presumed to be dead instead of just saying, you know, we are declaring them dead. Because even though there's no way that a person could survive an implosion of this magnitude, There's still, I don't know, there's just something about saying, you know, like, they are presumed to be, instead of saying, like, we are declaring, you know, this was, this was their time of death kind of thing. And so I did think that that was, I, I liked how they, I liked how they said that. So that's kind of the gist of what happened from Sunday, June 18th until Thursday, June 22nd. So now I really want to talk about the passengers who were on board the Titan. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize because a few of these names are going to be difficult for me to pronounce. One of them is a Frenchman and the 
other two are, I believe, from the Pakistan area. And so I am going to try my best, but please forgive me if I completely butcher these names. It is not for lack of trying. It is not a lack of respect. That's honestly one reason why I waited to talk about the passengers <laughs> second and not talk about them before the actual Titan itself is because I'm so nervous about trying to pronounce these names. So just please forgive me and I do apologize. So one of the passengers on board, his name was Hamish Harding. And apparently Hamish was a British billionaire and was just able to blow money on all kinds of things. I don't know how true this is, but that is what I had heard from TikTok. And I try not to put a lot of stock in what I hear on TikTok. So I'm just throwing that out there in case if anybody wants to confirm or deny that. Next, we have father and son, Shahzada and Suleiman Dawood. Those were the two of the names that I was most worried about. Um, all I could really find on the Dawood family was that Shahzada was a businessman. And Suleiman, Suleiman, um, he was only 19 years old. And I did see an article headline from CNN earlier today that said that Suleiman was terrified to go onto the Titan. And he truly didn't want to. But... It was Father's Day, and he was trying to appease his father on Father's Day and went into the Titan with his father. And that's just really sad to me. Like, you know, this kid was probably really feeling, like, this gut feeling. Like, I really don't think that we should do this. I really don't want to do this. And... Yet, out of, like, love and dedication to his father, he, like, literally gave up his life to do something that his father wanted to do. And I just think that that's kind of sad. Um, the next passenger was Paul Henry Nargolet. Again, this, this is the, the French gentleman, um, his last name. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. And I've also heard Henry pronounced Henry and not Henry. So there's differing opinions on that as well. And last but certainly not least is Captain and CEO of Ocean Gate. Stockton Rush. So Stockton Rush was the one who was in charge of the Titan 
and he was the one who had built it. He's the one who, you know, came up with this idea for these um, tours to go visit the Titanic wreckage and everything. And so it, it just kind of, yeah, he, he, we're, we're going to have a lot to say about Stockton Rush here in a little bit. But I really just want to take a minute here. And I have seen so many TikToks and so many memes. And I've heard so many things about this whole incident and about these people. And, you know, the, the like, to go on this tour, these people had to pay $250,000. That's a lot of money. And the average person cannot afford that kind of thing. And I don't know if even if I had $250,000 and as much as I'm interested in the Titanic, I don't think that I would want to get in any kind of underwater uh, vessel to go and explore the wreckage of the Titanic because stuff like this can happen. But I just, I want to stress this. <clears throat> these people, maybe with the exception of Stockton Rush, these people were not, they weren't stupid. They weren't complete idiots. They weren't, you know, they, 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 They all had a desire and a passion to see the Titanic. You know, one of them, and I'm sorry, I don't remember which one, was actually the founder of the, uh, like, the, the Titanic Enterprise, which houses all of the Titanic um, museums and exhibits and everything. And so if what I read was correct, like the Titanic Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, like he was the one who was over that. And that may have been Mr. Hamish Harding. So these people weren't just you know, they, they weren't on a suicide mission or anything like that. You know, I don't know if maybe they just didn't really think about the risk or maybe they were unaware of some of the risks. And we're going to talk about that. But I think that they really, they really just wanted to, to go on this one of a kind adventure and they had the opportunity to do so and so they did it and I think that that's that's a really big deal for them um but there is absolutely no excuse and there is no reason why anyone should be making fun of these people or making jokes about the Titan and about these lives being lost. One of these people was a 19-year-old boy 
Okay, he was still just a kid. He may have been a legal adult, but he was so young. He had his entire life to live. And his life was taken from him in a millisecond. And to make a joke about him or his father or the other people on board the Titan, if you are doing that, then you really need to examine yourself and you really need to decide what kind of person you are. Because if you're going to joke about something like this, then you need to really, really re-examine yourself and your life and get your crap together because this is not a joking matter in any way, shape, or form. And I know that that's a little bit of a rant and I apologize for that, but it needed to be said. The amount of things that are going around the internet that are making fun and making light of this situation, it is appalling and it's sickening and this needs to be brought to people's attention and they need to understand that if they are making jokes about this, they are, they are honestly horrible people and I'm just going to leave it at that. So, like I just said a minute ago, none of the passengers on the Titan were stupid, except for maybe Mr. Stockton Rush. Stockton Rush had been known to say that if you're going to live your life safe, you may as well just live your life in bed or something along those lines. Essentially meaning that safety was overrated and you've got to risk it to get the biscuit in other words now i can agree to that to a degree you don't want to live your life like on the sidelines or wrapped in you know bubble wrap because you're too afraid to do anything that could potentially hurt you but when it comes to something like the Titan taking an uncertified ocean exploring vessel down to the ocean floor, you know, that's just stupid. Like, that is absolutely stupid. And... Not only was this, was the Titan not certified in any way, shape, or form, Stockton Rush wasn't certified in any way, shape, or form. He didn't know how to pilot a submarine. He didn't know how to navigate. He didn't know how to handle a, a, a underwater ship, vessel, thing, whatever you want to call it. He didn't know how to do all this. Like, and I think that it's totally cool. If you don't know how to do something and you want to try it and you want to learn how to do it, then go for it. Like, learn how to do it. But 
if it's something like this, then go through the right channels to learn how to do it. And don't just do it on your own. I mean, I would not trust a surgeon who didn't go to medical school and get all of his or her accreditations and credentials to operate on me. Like, not in a million years. And yet this guy who has no training, no education, no certification, no background in this operating field is going to take people down to the ocean floor to see the Titanic? Like, what? What is that? Honestly, what is that? But that's not even, that's not even the worst part about this. Oh my gosh. So, originally, Stockton Rush wanted to buy a submarine so that he could do this. But, come to find out, submarines aren't just really easy to come by to purchase. And so he ended up being able to buy one that had been like retired or, or wasn't in a working condition anymore. So he could use the parts from it to build a new one. Now, I would think that if a submarine was taken out of being used, there would be a reason for that. And I would not trust the parts on it to hold me safely in the ocean. That's just me. That's just, that's, that's, that's just me. I mean, but what do I know? So he used this submarine to build a prototype of what he wanted. And then he built another one, which was the prototype of the Titan. And then he built the Titan itself. So whenever he was building these, the, the, well, whenever he was building the Titan, he had, you know, these submarine ports and everything, but he was also using other materials while building it. And these materials were not approved to withstand the amount of pressure that would be experienced under the ocean water, in the ocean water. For instance, the porthole or the viewing window that was in the back of the Titan was built to a stand, I believe it was 1300 feet below surface, below the surface. And he was taking it down to the ocean floor, which I think is 6,000 feet, give or take. So, that's that's questionable right there in some videos i saw which i don't know if this is legit or not but in some videos i saw 
Um, there were like zip ties holding things together. There were things that just didn't quite look right. Some of the parts of the Titan, you know, looked kind of rusty. And I know that that's bound to happen when you're dealing with water, especially, you know, salt water, fresh salt water, everything. But I would think that that's something that you would want to get taken care of because rust damage can cause, you know, rotting out or, or, or weakening of the metals and everything. Um, the lighting on the inside of the Titan was bought from a, like, discount camp store. And I don't want to put too much stock into that because it was the inside and not, you know, something that was on the outside, but still. Um, and the real kicker, the real kicker to me is that the Titan was controlled by a repurposed PlayStation 3 controller. Yeah, that's right. A game console controller. Technology is amazing and the things that you can do with it is it's unreal. Like my insulin pump is a repurposed cell phone that uses Bluetooth to communicate with the little pod that stays on my body and gives me my insulin. That's amazing. It's incredible. But when you're talking about controlling a A ship like vessel under the water on the ocean floor, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna use a PlayStation 3 controller to do so? Are you crazy? Not happening. No. Uh uh. Not happening. No, sir. Someone should have smacked his hand and said, uh-uh-uh, no. Go sit in the corner. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. But, you see, someone did try to stop him. Someone did look at the Titan and be like, you know what? This has safety issues written all over it. This has safety regulation violations written all over it. So they went to somebody in the Ocean Gate company who is higher than Stockton Rush and brought them their concerns. The next day, that person was fired from their position with the Ocean Gate company. Like, sketchy, 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 mm, sketchy. And so, this is where we are really going to kind of see what happens when it comes to potential lawsuits 
in the future. So all of the passengers on the Titan had to sign a waiver. And apparently this was a pretty hefty waiver saying that, you know, they wouldn't sue the company if, you know, something happened to them, if they were hurt or injured or, you know, their families couldn't sue the company if they lost their lives. And a lot of that was laid out in the sense of like, if let's just say, you know, a sperm whale decided to eat the Titan, you know, the family couldn't sue Ocean Gate for that. Um, another example was like, you know, it is, it, it was a small space. The Titan itself was 22 feet long and nine feet wide. So it was a, a relatively small space and there were going to be five people in there. And so if, someone, let's just say, um, started to, to panic, um, feeling suffocated or, or claustrophobic or something, then they might have a panic attack. And because of the, the depth of where they were at, because of the oxygen levels being a little bit different than what you would find on the surface. Um, you know, potentially someone could like have a panic attack and then have a heart attack or go into cardiac arrest and pass away like that. And so that was something that was stated in the waiver. What was not stated in the waiver were poorly built vessel liabilities, I guess. Um, so if the porthole window that was only meant to withstand 13,000, whatever it was, feet below the surface level, if it were to crack and cause an implosion that wasn't listed in the waiver that wasn't something that was made known could happen and so all of the things like you can only the, the waiver can only be can only be held accountable can only be held liable for the things that are made known in it according to Peter Tragos and on the lawyer you know and I've linked his channel he provided a lot of really good information on the legal aspect of all of this which is where you know I've gotten a lot of my information on this from um so basically what Peter Tragos said was you know, those waivers are meant to make it known what the risks are. If you are having a surgery and your surgeon, like you have to, you have to have, you have to sign that waiver that goes over, you know, this is a risk, this is a risk, this is a risk, and this is a risk, you know, you could 
like have this complication. You could suffer this while under anesthesia or, you know, you could die during this operation. So those things are made known to you, but that doesn't account for if, let's just say your surgeon shows up for your surgery and he's drunk. That's not, that's not something you can sign a waiver for and be let off the hook for. The doctor can't be let off the hook for that. So you, like, the waiver is only good for so much. And considering that the Titan was poorly built and even... You know, a lot of people have said, yeah, but it's been down to the Titanic before. And that's true. It has. But if it was poorly built from the beginning, then each time it went down into the ocean and it went down into these, you know, ridiculous amounts of sea pressure, like it was slowly doing damage and it was slowly messing up things more and more and so while yeah it may have been able to withstand something the first four times it went down there this fifth time that it went down there it had sustained enough damage over time because of the pressure that it just I mean, it, it literally collapsed in on itself. So that's really something that these families are going to have to think about. It's something that, you know, the, the loved ones of these passengers are going to have to consider. And, you know, from what I've gathered, it seems like there is a lot of talk about the potential for these families, you know, taking legal action and filing lawsuits against Ocean Gate because of the structure of the Titan. It was, you know, advertised and labeled as this, you know, amazing homemade machine that was going to be able to do this journey and then come to find out you know, it, it would be like expecting to be riding in a BMW and then someone pulling up in a beat up station wagon instead with, you know, the bumpers falling off and flat tires and cracked windshields and all that kind of stuff. Like, it, it's definitely, it definitely has the potential for legal action. And I think that in the days and weeks and months to come, we are going to see more talk about that. And I'm going to be very curious to find out what happens with that. And I will say that if, if there is some kind of lawsuit and there is some sort of, you know, court hearing or anything like that, I am going to do everything I can to be keeping up with that. And I will be updating 
everyone with as much information as I possibly can. So while this hasn't been a true crime case, there is legal action that can be taken into it. And I think that that's something that, you know, I don't necessarily want the channel or or this podcast to just be about, you know, murders and missing people and all that kind of stuff. I really want there to be a variety of things that are talked about on here. And this is something that I think is, it's not something that I think has ever happened in my life that I've been able to follow along. I know that there have been instances of, you know, people, people dying in plane crashes and helicopter crashes and boat crashes and things like that. But there hasn't, like, this is the first time that I've really been able to get, like, pretty much hour by hour updates from credible sources. And it hasn't just been like, you know, oh yeah, this plane crashed and so many people died and it's going to take five years for them to come up with an explanation as to why it happened and there may never actually be an explanation as to why it happened. So this has been really interesting to me. And also just the simple fact that it involved the Titanic drew in my interest because I'm a total Titanic nerd. I love the Titanic. I, I mean, I hate what happened. I hate the tragedy of it, but it's one of those things that has fascinated me ever since I can remember. And I have watched every documentary I can find. I like, I, I own the movie, which I'm sure almost every person in the world does. Um, but like my husband and I on our honeymoon, we went to Gatlinburg and we went to the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge. And, you know, it was just so, so fascinating to me and so heartbreaking and just so gripping. And so to, to, know that the people on the Titan lost their lives while trying to go and see the wreckage from the Titanic where people lost their lives. I think it may have been on the Pascal show. He said um, that it's kind of ironic that the Titanic was said to be unsinkable and that so many poor people lost their lives because of the rich people on board. And now rich people who were going to try to see the wreckage of the Titanic lost their lives because of a poorly built vessel. I'm calling it a vessel because I don't know what else to call it. 
I don't like the word submersible. It sounds weird and it makes me cringe. I guess it's kind of like the word moist for some people. Moist doesn't bother me, but submersible does. I just don't like it. In the most recent update that I've been able to find about the Titan was from today, uh, the day of this recording, which is Thursday, June 29th. They were pulling debris from the bottom of the ocean that they believe to be from the Titan. And according to the Pascal show and a CNN headline that I saw, um, there were supposedly some human remains that were found on this debris. Now, I find this very interesting because... I've seen several, um, several morticians actually talking about how if the Titan imploded, then basically what would happen to the people on board is that the pressure would be so great that when it imploded, it would have caused the bodies to just disintegrate and there would be no remains found. I have also heard people say that because of the, you know, ocean life and sea creatures and everything, then, like, they probably wouldn't be able to find any remains. But a fun fact that I heard is that on the ocean floor itself, there's not really any kind of sea creatures. There's this one certain kind of fish that's supposedly really creepy looking, but I don't think that it is a carnivore. So, or are fish carnivores? Or is that just a, I mean, there's piranhas and they eat meat. Sharks eat meat. But are carnivores and herbivores and omnivores, is that just a mammal thing? See, I never paid attention in science, so I'm showing my stupid. <laughs> just, yeah. Plus, I am so tired right now. I am so ready to get this episode recorded and go to bed. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready to go to bed. But basically what I've heard is that there's not any type of, like, sea creature that would be on the ocean floor that would eat human remains. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so... Really, if there were human remains, then they would be able to be found. But I've, it's been, you know, kind of said to, like, what I've been able to find and what I've listened to, there wouldn't be 
any human remains just because of the power of the implosion. Another thing that I want to talk about really quickly is that I think it was on Monday the 19th there were reports of hearing tapping and knocking picked up on sonar and it was happening in 30 minute intervals. I don't know if they've released yet what that was. I don't know if that's something that had anything to do with the Titan itself or if it was something else in the ocean that was just rhythmically tapping or knocking. I would assume that with the acoustics mm -hmm. of underwater, like if you've ever been mm -hmm. in the pool or in a bathtub and you hear something in, in like under the water, it sounds very, very, very different than it does when your head is above water and your ears are above water. So I don't know what those... 30 minute interval tapping noises were but at this point in time they are pretty sure that it was not the anything having to do with the titan because the coast guard had a recording of what they believed to be the sound of the implosion when it happened. And I love how they didn't release this until after everything was said and done. But at the time that the command center lost communication with the Titan, the Coast Guard picked up a noise from that area under the water and it just so happened to be at the exact same time that communications were lost with the Titan. And I've seen the, the sound clip on TikTok. It has not been, I, I have not seen a verifiable source. So I am not going to, to link that or anything. Um, but I'm sure that if you want to search that out, you can find it. If I do find a reliable, creditable source, creditable, is that, is that the right word? Creditable? Y'all, I'm struggling hard right now. I, I'm so ready to go to sleep. <laughs> I am so sorry. But yeah, that, that is clip is out there if you want to look into it so there's there's still a lot that I think is it's not being told there's still a lot that I think has been you know has been tried to been cover covered up um 
I also know that there are a lot of conspiracies out there. Like, people are saying that, you know, the passengers who went on the Titan aren't really dead. They never did get on board. And they're saying this because there's no video footage of them going on board. And I think that, you know, okay, yeah, you can think that. That that could be a fair statement. But that's not, that's, that's not something that I think that we should be focusing on right now. I don't think that we need to, to be coming up with these conspiracy theories about if the people are actually dead or alive. Because right now there are four families who are grieving and mourning and going through probably the worst experience of their lives. Especially the Dawood family losing uh, losing you know their husband and their son their father their brother their their grandchild their the, making up conspiracies right now is not going to do anyone any good it's not going to comfort anyone it's not going to make anyone feel any better it's just going to fuel that same kind of of disrespect as the jokes and the 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 things being said about the titan and the people on board like i was talking about earlier so let's let's not let's not worry about conspiracies let's not come up with our own conspiracy ideas or or pay any mind to those things as time goes on if it's true if if this was some sort of cover-up if this was some sort of you know like weird i don't even know what if it was some sort of conspiracy then eventually we'll find out just like with every other conspiracy like, there are going to be seeds of truth that come out over time, and whether you believe it or not is up to you. But right now, let's not do that just because there is not a video out there of these people getting on the Titan. There's probably a lot of reasons why there wouldn't be video if Stockton Rush didn't, like, if he was willing to get someone fired over safety concerns, then surely to goodness he wouldn't want anyone recording and posting video of him and these four other people getting on this submersible that he likely knew wasn't going to come back this time. Or even if he didn't likely know it, he had to know that it was a possibility that it wasn't going to come back this time. And he probably didn't want there to be evidence of that, any type of video evidence, video proof of that. So let's try to keep the conspiracies on the down low for now. And as time goes on, as more truth does come out, as more digging is done, as more, no pun intended, comes to the surface about all this, you know, we are going to learn more. This is still something that is very, very new, obviously. And it's something that is going to take time for all of the facts and all of the evidence and all of the information to be discovered and to be put out to the public. 
And some of this stuff probably isn't going to be put out to the public because honestly, it's not really our business what all of this is. And I think a lot of people believe that, you know, if something is publicized, like a search and rescue, that we are automatically entitled to all of the information out there about what was going on. And that's not true. They announced this so that people can know it's like if there is a be on the lookout alert issued for your area for a missing child, you know, or if there's an Amber alert, they do that so that you can help find them, not so that you can know all of the details when and if that child is found and what happened and why the Amber Alert was issued and all of the dirty details between, you know, the person who filed the missing persons report and the person who took the child. You know, we as a whole are a nosy, we, the human beings are nosy creatures. We want to know. We think that everything is our business and it's not. It's really not. So right now, I really just think that we need to give these families time. We need to give them space. We need to give them privacy. And most importantly, we need to give them respect. And we need to, like, just respect them, respect their family members. And I truly believe that respect and kindness if you have respect and kindness towards someone else it does not matter who they are where they're from what they believe in what their political views are or anything of the sort if you respect them and you are kind to them you are going to be able to build relationships with anyone and everyone as long as you respect them and you're kind to them and so I, I'm asking all of my listeners, all of my followers to, you know, really just take that into consideration as we're closing out this episode, you know, be kind to people and respect people and just watch and see how much of a difference that makes in your relationships and in building relationships because Seriously, it's, I think that it is the, the key, especially in our world today, that kindness and respect is going to take you so incredibly far. But with all of that being said, I think that this is going to wrap up our case about the Titan Submersible. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. Again, I am so sorry that there was not an episode last week, but I'm so glad that I was able to come and bring you guys this information this week. I hope that you all found it interesting and informative. Again, I apologize for any mispronunciations of names. Um, I am definitely going to have to work on that in cases to come. But it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. 
So just bear with me as I figure all this out. I also wanted to say I am sorry for any background noise that you might have heard throughout this episode. My home internet is down, and so I am having to record on my cell phone and post it from my 5G. And so I am, like, not able to block out noises like I am with my actual microphone. So I do apologize for that. Thank you for putting up with it. Thank you so much for putting up with me and all of my ranting. Y'all are so awesome and I love you so much. And yeah. We also have a new little outro. So I hope that you guys like it. So if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button, go ahead and leave your girl a five-star review because you know that really helps her out. If you are listening to the podcast, then do me a favor and download the episode because that will really boost, boost the podcast in the algorithm and send it out to more people. And I'm really trying to get things going with the podcast and really get it up and running. So yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And until next week, the record will so reflect.